Hi, Rachel here. If you like Port Saga and want more audio fiction in your life, please become a patron at patreon.com slash Rachel J. Wilkinson. You can get bonus content, access to our Patreon-only Discord server, exclusive podcast feeds for early and ad-free episode releases, and the satisfaction of supporting an independent studio. So please join us at patreon.com slash Rachel J. Wilkinson. The following episode contains adult content, violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga, Episode 18, Hail Mary. If I had known that you would let him bulldoze you like that, I never would have let you go with him. Uh Uh-uh. Come on now, Rebel. He didn't bulldoze me. I don't think it's a half-bad fucking idea. It's not a half-good one, either. Rebel and Lysander have been at it for nearly an hour, while I sit quietly at the kitchen island with Lawrence's ashes. We got ushered, didn't we? We wouldn't have managed that. Not without T saying, let's do this shit. Which resulted in a near miss on the masquerade. I'm shocked the Second Inquisition didn't show up with glass. You honestly think I'd be okay with you guys gallivanting around town while Quill is coming for our heads? I don't think Lawrence and Lysander knew each other. At least not well. But I suspect Lawrence would have respected his ability to hang in there during Rebel's verbal thrashing. Lawrence was always more patient than me. I wouldn't describe myself as hot-headed. Not like Rebel. Obstinate and spiteful, maybe. What is it about you, Titus? No, no, really. That isn't a rhetorical question. Is it some lost puppy thing? Some secret power of the blood? For fuck's sake, why does anyone listen to you? I don't know how to answer her. I can see her hurt and confusion, knowing I'm the cause. If I open my mouth, I'll only make it worse. Oh, now you don't talk. Is this some new level of asshole, or have we graduated to full Malkavian crazy like some catatonic imbecile? Rebel! You're fucking better than that, and you know it. And yet, I deserve it. Fuck! (sighs) Sorry. That, That was uncalled for. I didn't mean it. I know. If we stay, we'll never be more than someone else's pawn. And that's at best. We're more likely to face execution. Not if we take out Quill. Again, great goal, no plan. Between us, the Thinbloods, the Ventru, maybe I can scare up some clanmates and Constance. We have the firepower to assault Cardiff House. Titus, you never, ever kill Box an Elder in his own home. She's right. Normally, you would never do this. But Cardiff House was Prince Reynolds, and then Prince Hales. Alexander Quill has barely had time to change the carpets. Rebel, I can't imagine Quill has siege-proofed it in a month. Plus, we'll have the Ventru. One phone call, and a construction crew could be out there by noon to take the place down to the studs. Don't forget that some of the Thinbloods, they can actually function during the day. But we can't. Neither can Constance. Our heaviest hitters will be comatose until sundown. What if we wake up to a plan gone sideways? We'd have no way of knowing. That's what contingency plans are for. Contingency plans take time and coordination. We don't have either. I'm not saying we'd do it tomorrow. Titus, maybe we could do it if we had the right pieces in place. 
people on board and political backing. What I'm proposing is we make those plans from afar. Let's leave and give ourselves the time to do this right. Everybody knows if you leave the city, you seed the city. Well, I can't get behind this. I'm sorry. It's suicidal. I need to go. Rebel, please. Don't leave. Now I understand Sasha's exact position. He had a choice too, didn't he? I thought we were past this. Yeah, me too. But then you did yet another thing behind my back without talking to me first. I reserve my loyalty for those who treat me with honesty and respect. That's not you. And Lysander, if you change your mind, I'll be at the train graveyard. You have two nights. After that, I'm gone. I hear you. Does that mean you're leaving too? Uh, she made a lot of good points, T. And without her, mm, she's a motherfucking ass kicker. Beautiful and brutal. Without her, I just don't know. This shit is closer and closer to becoming a clan war. And while you know I'll always have a little crush on you, there are more Toyador than Quill who will get caught in this. I have to look out for them too. I'm sorry, T. I need to keep them out of the crosshairs of whatever goes down. (sighs) I'm disappointed. But I understand. I feel the same way about the Malkavians which is the other reason I have to try. The Toreador have already taken too much from us. I'll... I'll see if I can do something about the feeding territory, okay? But only... only because you're cute. You're not so bad yourself. You know, we could, um... make that one-night stand a reality. No strings. Lysander smiles. And I imagine falling into his lips, the rush of his touch. It's entirely too tempting to drown in the perfume and suppliance of a minute no more. Maybe... another night. I see that grin. I... rain check then. Rain check. After Lysander leaves, I visit Constance at the Marquis. Under cover of my obfuscation, I slip inside the theater, where I find her watching George Romero's original Night of the Living Dead from her perch in the mezzanine. When I appear unannounced, Constance gives me a withering glare. A foolish choice, young Mr. Reed. I can explain, please. You should be waiting for the storm to pass. And here you are, venturing into the rain. You heard, then. Though I celebrate the final death of that upjumped sycophant, you are the last vampire I need crossing my threshold uninvited. How bad is it? As I understand it, he is more furious over the humiliation than the actual loss of his sheriff. As you understand it. I know better than to put myself in line of sight of a Toreador's wounded pride. Give him a way to save face, and you may yet survive. Okay, okay, but... 
What if I killed him instead? You? Kill an elder prince? <laughs> Her laughter is like a left hook connecting with my chin. My hand balls into a fist. Aw, did the big bad shadow lady hurt your little feelings? Shut up, Aaron. Uh-oh. I think that was your out loud voice. I... I mean... I know what you meant. How long have you been hearing her? Since a few nights ago. When did it start, precisely? While I was burying the Fremonts. Constance's eyebrow arches. Frank tracked them to a diner. The other brow lifts to match. They were teaching kids piano. Again. I see. How did it feel to kill them? Good. Satisfying. More than satisfying. Like a, like a ten-ton brick in my chest instantly dissolved and I could finally breathe. No regrets? None. You killed the Fremonts, then Usher, and now you want to assassinate the city's prince. Do you see a pattern forming? Yes. A pattern of justice for people who deserve to die. Did you consider how these actions could affect your mental and emotional state? Fuck her, what does she know? Aaron appears in a seat beside Constance. I try not to look at her, but it's too late. Has she joined us? She has. Ms. McKenna, would you please give us a moment of privacy? Hell no, you tell that holier-than-thou shadow hat. Aaron respectfully declines. Mm-hmm. No matter. Then explain why you're here. I would like your help to kill Quill. No. Why not? You see what he's doing? Rounding up thinbloods, bonding those who disagree with him, killing people on a whim. That is what princes do, Titus. You know this. But this is different. No, it isn't. Every throne in the Camarilla is built on a mountain of ash. Just ask Paybok. Or Aaron. She has a point. After everything we've been through. I just thought- I have a place for myself in my clan. A role as the principal of faith, Prince Quill has largely beaten the Second Inquisition. Transitioning the leadership can be... naughty, but there is a future here. Even if that's under an unstable Toreador? The steady hand of Ventru did me no favors. What if, what if I could guarantee you keep everything? Your place? Your position? My answer would remain no. Why? Because of the state of your soul. You cannot see the forest for the trees, Titus. The state of my soul. Jesus Christ! Now you sound like Lawrence. <sighs> fine, fine. I'll pay you. What do you want? Do you want some boons? How many do you want? Five? I'll give you five major boons. Save your boons. The answer is no. I bet she's on Quill's side. And now you're royally fucked. Shut up! I expect to see pity in Constance's expression. That's what usually happens when we get to Malkavian. Instead, worry and concern weigh heavy in her dark eyes. Is she right? Have I lost the plot? All right, Constance. Can I at least trust you not to warn him or help him? You have my word. Thanks. And Titus. Yeah, what? If you insist on an assault, you must first turn to your assets. Use your connections and influence to soften your target. Then, I recommend surprise. 
and as many knives as you can muster. Local film auteur Mona Mayfield is begging for forgiveness in the wake of the Club Neptune vampire hoax. Witnesses claim two women died when a gang of maniac vampires started biting and drinking the blood of terrified clubgoers. Mayfield says the two women are actresses in her newest production, Dance Floor of Blood, and are in perfect health, and that this was just some, you know, Halloween-inspired viral marketing scheme gone awry. Is there anyone out there actually buying this? That's my... I pull into the driveway of the Coterie House to see someone sitting on the porch. You're back. I am. How'd you know I'd be here? What good is knowing how the stars turn if we cannot use them to our benefit? Ezra Knox. Cryptic as ever. Much has transpired in my absence. I would have urged caution and patience. I wouldn't have listened. I know. You don't look well. (laughs) Great seeing you too, Ezra. How is Wisconsin? Enlightening. I visited my sire in Milwaukee. Your sire? Don Nakada. Archon to her grace, Juliet Parr. You're kidding me. You never said anything. You never asked. Like Molly McDonald is the Nosferatu Justicar, Juliet Parr is the Justicar for Clan Melkavian. And if Ezra's sire is an Archon, those are powerful connections. I sensed a secret more grave than Lawrence's death. A conspiracy grander than Alexander Quill. I craved her advice, and she provided insight. How so? Patience, Titus. It will keep. But if this is about Quill... Its only power, in the pre-dawn hours, would be to further burden you. I can handle whatever it is. Can you? I see the colors that swim around you. No one wants to fight for this city. This city? Or for you? We were this close to having Quill on the ropes. This close. But none of them, none of them dared to face him. They abandoned me. Laugh, and the whole world laughs with you. Weep, and you weep alone. I know that pain. And I'm sorry for my contribution. The Primogen meeting. (sighs) You know the venture have me over a barrel. I lost us territory. A temporary setback. (sighs) I am so fucking tired of failing. Of everything being so hard. I know I should quit or give in or leave, but, but there's this ache in me. I don't know if it's hope, if it's longing, or if it's ego, but I can't stop. I can't let it go. I feel legitimately insane. Those who dance are thought insane only by those who cannot hear the music. Titus? Ezra sets his hand on my shoulder. Accept that you are moved to action because you care. The future is unwritten, and let us both have a hand in the story. Rest and gather yourself. 
tomorrow will be a long night. What's happening tomorrow? I believe there may be a peaceful solution. We meet at Oscar's parlor after sunset. Take heart and join me there. Ezra squeezes my shoulder and then departs, walking in the rain. The next night, at Moon and Mirror, Oscars turned off the neon sign and taped a note to the front door that reads, Closed for private event. When he sees me from the other side of the picture window, he comes to the door and waves me in. Welcome! Come in! Let me take your coat. Ezra and Anna are already here. I want my money back. Oh, hi, Oscar. How are you? Thank you so much for hosting tonight. I brought this for you. Why, thank you, Titus. So thoughtful of you. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah, I have the manners of a feral homunculus. I still want my money back. If those crystals did anything, they made my life worse. All sales are final, dear. I have it on good authority that homunculi have exceptional manners and that the impolite reprobates are us. Primogen Sandoval, good evening. Good evening, Mr. Reed. Would either of you care for some blood tea? Oh, yes, please. That sounds lovely. I'll take some. Ezra? I would, thank you. Have you heard from Zelda? I am here. Zelda pushes aside a heavy velvet curtain to join us. She's covered in layers of gray crinoline, including a long multi-tiered veil that makes her appear more ghost than vampire. Oscar's smile tightens. We knock on doors for a reason, Madam Zelda. Forgive me, Oscar. Did I give you a fright? (laughs) Not at all. It's about boundaries, dear, and respecting them. Next time I visit this charming establishment, I will ensure you are very aware of my arrival. I'll count on it. Would you like some tea? Please. Everyone, shall we sit while Oscar brews the tea? As Oscar closes the shades of the picture window, we join Ezra at the table. The display of candles, herbs, and crystals for sale have been exchanged for a crystal ball as if we were here for a seance. Thank you for your time. Upon my return to the city, I see tensions have grown between the Ventru and Toreador. Harold Craven's unexpected execution... Let me stop you right there. Yes, Zelda... I will be the first to acknowledge Elder Prince Quill displayed a level of imprudence regarding Harold Craven. And by imprudence, you mean sociopathic whimsy, right, Primogen Zelda? It was reckless, undoubtedly, Primogen Sandoval. But we share a table with a criminal who is wanted for the murder of Sheriff Usher. The circumstances of Sheriff Usher's death are unclear. Then why hasn't your whip turned himself in? I advised him not to until we spoke. In my travels, Zelda, I learned you have a considerable stake in Alexander Quill's praxis. Would you like me to explain? Or would you prefer to confess? Confess? Ezra, what on earth are you talking about? Ezra closes his eyes and places his hands on the table. 
For a second, I think he's about to call in a spirit from the Shadowlands when I realize what he's really doing. He's controlling his anger. Anna, would you... Of course. The Camarilla will hold a formal conclave to vote on a new cast of Justicars, and, potentially, the first La Sombra Justicar in our history. Prince Emeritus Hale was avert in her opposition to Clan La Sombra, but Elder Alexander Quill has displayed no such misgivings. Wait a minute. Suddenly, Zelda's words make sense. All you need from him is one vote at Conclave. He can survive that long. Zelda's in on it. Yes. As is Archon Locke. Very likely. Which means... I am doing the bidding of my Justicar, yes. If the Nosferatu assist in including a Lasombra Justicar, they will be indebted to us for their ascension. I hope you got that in writing. So, the powers from on high used Quill to remove Hale's staunchest ally, Lawrence, my sire, to destabilize her praxis. Also, they could put in someone more receptive to Clan Lasombra membership in the Ivory Tower. Are you telling me that my sire died to help sway a conclave vote? Yes, though not only in Port Saga, we are persuading princes throughout the Camarilla. And by persuading, she means threatening, purchasing, and removing them to achieve a political end. I can speak for myself, Miss Sandoval. Then let us not mince words. Fucking hell! Titus, sit down. No. No. I'm just trying to... God damn it. I will fucking end you and Quill. Ladies and gentlemen, it's tea time. No thanks, Oscar. I've lost my appetite. Titus, dear, you're wearing your frustrations like a dirty shirt. It's unbecoming. Sit down. Let me pour you some tea. Ezra wouldn't bring everyone together without a solution. I have a proposal, yes. And what, pray tell, would that be? I sit back down slowly, warily. As Oscar pours, I fix my gaze on Zelda and peer into her aura. Her layers of grey hide some of the colors. Likely a purposeful choice. The pale, muted hues flicker like static, muddy in tone. Earthy like dirt with sporadic flecks of light green grass. She's anxious, but she isn't afraid. What she feels most is bitter resentment. We secure Adelaide's agreement to support Elisombra Jestakar and vote Alexander out. Primogen Glass would support a Ventru on the throne. The Malkavians would as well. And to repay our clan for your portion, Zelda, you join us in agreement. I am not responsible for Lawrence's murder. That was the work of Toreador. And I will not trade one high clan narcissist for another. Adelaide Hale's hands are covered in Nosferatu blood. And when the Elder Prince turns on the Nosferatu, what will you do then, Zelda? We will cross that bridge if we come to it. We only need three votes. Leave her to the same fate as Usher. Your threats are toothless, Titus Reed. You are a paper tiger. The Nosferatu know that your allies have deserted you. I can't vote in favor either. It is with regret, 
But my clan has split, and I am still too new to the city to burn what little capital I have on a matter that has minimal impact on my clan. Dante Mendoza killed my sire. I know, but I have repaid that debt with a freezer of blood. Then we remain elephants caught in a wire. Clan Melkavian cannot vote alone. Thank you for listening and for this consideration. That's it? Thank you for listening? Timelines are long. We will find another way. Unbelievable. Oscar, I need my coat. From this time forth, my thoughts be bloody or be nothing worth. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. You shouldn't be here, Charlie. What if I gave you the head of every vampire in this city? I would be very suspicious of your motives. I need your help, Frank. I'm listening. Have you always known the church is where you belonged? Not always. In the beginning, I had questions and moments of doubt. My faith was strong, as was my trust in the Holy Father, but we are fallible, and the Church is imperfect. <laughs> I bristled against the more dogmatic leaders because they held me back when I knew I had more to give. Did they tell you to be patient? Yes, they did. And how'd that go? Not well. But then, one day, they put a sword in my hand, and I knew I was home. Port Saga is an unweeded garden. This I know. I can give you four locations to hit immediately. So I can remove your enemies for you? You aren't the first vampire to come to the Coalition in hopes of making their enemies ash. Does it matter if it means one less bloodsucker? I hope you'd be giving me more than just one. I am. But I want something in return. After this assault, you declare a quick victory over the damned, then you pack up, and you leave. I can't tell the entire coalition. You and the people working directly under you. You get your victory, and you leave Port Saga. I am bound to judge the undead wherever they rest. Then judge us last. Judge me last. I will agree, if you remain an asset to us. You want to use me as what? An informant? Until recently, I thought all vampires were evil, stripped of God's light. You were no more than finger puppets with fangs operated by the devil. But when you saved my life, you said you had a soul, that you still felt pain, regret, and loss. It opened my eyes enough to see that perhaps there are shades of gray. And after that night at the diner, I imagined a road of redemption for your damned soul and the good we could do together. You aren't still mad at me for that night? No. They're dead. That's what matters. If I agree, it's one last dance and then you leave town. Port Saga goes back to being a sleepy city by the sea as long as you help me. The South Shore Outlet Mall, specifically the underground complex below it. 
Cardiff House, a property on the western outskirts of the city, the Wyth Building on PSU's campus, and Club Neptune. I also brought a short list of private locations. We were aware of Cardiff House. It has robust daytime protection, which has made an assault too costly. The Wyth Building we knew about as well. Similar difficulties, but perhaps the powers that be will answer a prayer. Be careful. I won't be there to save you this time. I will. And may St. Michael the Archangel defend us both. Until we meet again, Frank. Until we meet again. I pass my list through the grate. It's not entirely accurate, but I know some kindred will die. And yes, it will be my fault. It's my Hail Mary, full of vengeance, to ensure those who had a hand in Lawrence's murder turn to ash. Vampire the Masquerade, Port Saga, created by Rachel J. Wilkinson, with voice performances by Dane Geist, Kat Mermelstein, Michelle Wynn Bradley, Sean Patrick Judge, Ryan Omega, Riley Silverman, Aaron Ducky Lorette, Roxy Hales, Stephanie Tobin, Avon Gonzalez, and Ray Stecanus. Sound design by Rachel J. Wilkinson. Mixing and mastering by Brandon Strader. Portions of this podcast are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with permission. All rights reserved. For more information, please visit worldofdarkness.com. 